This is The Friendship File, where we flip open the blueprints behind some of the world's most important relationships, the ones we have with our friends. Two friends have each been sent the same set of questions. They've recorded their responses on their own and without consulting. Here is the combination of their answers. This time, Elizabeth and Marge. My name is Elizabeth Marge. I'm 52 years old. 54 years. I've known her since the 8th of August 1967. is Elizabeth. Which was the day I was born. Is my sister. Describe the very first moment you remember seeing them. I can't remember the first time ever realising she was my sister. It was just always the case. Actually, I can't ever remember not seeing or hearing my sister because we shared a room till we were 16. We come from a large family, three sets of twins and two singles. Elizabeth is a twin. She has a twin brother and I have a twin brother myself. I didn't like that she was snotty as a child, and I mean literally, not figuratively. But my first real memory of Marge as a separate person from me was when she was in grade three in, in South Africa, we say standard one. Because she was epileptic and she had some difficulties at school, we got the news that she had to repeat the year. I felt the trauma and the pain of that moment and that holiday so deeply. That was when I first really remember Marge and I, I think it informed my entire career. She's always been there. Elizabeth has never not been in my life. When did that click happen? The moment you thought, yeah, I like you. Well, I have an incredibly vivid memory of me being about six. Elizabeth must have been about four and a half, five. And we had a cousin who had asked to come and do a photo shoot in our home. It was Christmas time and he needed a picture of a little girl under a Christmas tree. And for some reason, Elizabeth was just that person. There was nobody else except her. She just did it willingly. And she sat with her beautiful blue eyes and this blonde hair. And I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, I could never do this. I'd be too embarrassed. I used to blush. Elizabeth did it with ease. Um, so yes, that, that was one of my earliest memories of me realizing that Elizabeth was incredibly special. She wasn't scared. The one that I really remember was my first day of school at six years of age where a journalist came up to um, my twin brother and I and my mom and Marge and asked to, to interview us. And I was terribly shy and began to sob. So Marge just stepped in and she took my place. And there she was splashed all over the front page of the Natal Witness um, as the big sister with her little brother. So she really um, looked after me. And then again, at my first day at high school, I hadn't made any friends yet, and Marge spotted my well-covered distress um, in the playground at break. And so she just tapped the ground next to her um, in her circle of grade nine friends, and she sort of just cocked her head and scooted up. And before I knew it, I was sitting next to her with the cool grade nines. What is your thing, the thing you do when you get together? The first thing, if we haven't seen each other for a long time, the first thing is, is that we'll say, turn around, turn around, oh, your hair looks nice, oh, I like what you're wearing, mm, you smell nice. 
It's like a little touchy-feely physical thing. And then, oh my goodness, Elizabeth and I do the DMC very easily. We have something called DMCs, Deep Meaningful Conversations, to unpack everything. We can dive straight into the deep end. Um, so it's a lot of talking and unpacking and analyzing and... Oh, it's just always so delicious. When I leave Elizabeth, I always feel much more resolved than when I arrived. She's not a drinker. I am. So she talks and listens and I drink. And our other thing is to sing. Singing. Lots of singing. And literally we sing in one voice because we've sung since we were children. We had one bath. So we used to love bathing together. And we used to lock the door and we used to spend, I don't know, an hour singing in the bath and the boys used to be banging on the door trying to come in and we would have granny fingers by the end of our baths and i cannot distinguish my voice from hers when we sing what are your nicknames for each other so my name for my beloved sister is lulu bet another one is just lulu my nickname for marge is mashana or the shana and that really comes from childhood i don't even know where and how but um for me, it symbolizes the shiny one because she's, she's a real shiner. What is their best quality? Bloody hell, I'll be here all day. But I will try and be brief and concise. Magnanimous. I've never met anybody as magnanimous as Elizabeth. My Lulubet is compassionate. Um, she feels what I feel before I felt it. Passionate beyond measure in her work i've never seen anybody more passionate she sh <laughs> her ability to tell a story that is clear concise understandable she just knows what words to choose um, i'm always in awe of that i think number one best quality is her bullshit detector she smells it from a mile off and the second one is her stand-up comic she's got this uncanny way of taking serious situations or difficult situations and hamming them up and she's completely hilarious because she's really a performer what is it about them that drives you mad growing up we shared a room we've always shared a room elizabeth and i um and she was a little bit untidy I don't say I was the neatest person around, but I was neater than Elizabeth. And neatness actually meant quite a lot. And uh, Elizabeth didn't really worry about that. There were too many fights going on about um, your side of the room and my side of the room. So we just divided it with a piece of masking tape. Ooh, the things that drive me mad about Marge. I think they're the same things that I love about her. It just depends on how I'm at the moment. And the one thing is that performer. When Marge has got an audience and a bit of wine in her... Um, she uses whatever material she's got. Because we spend so much time talking, sometimes she uses my own material and I, I kind of, it's so funny I have to laugh at it, but it's also like sharing sometimes stuff that's a bit personal and um, that pisses me off. What do you think it is about you that drives them mad? I think they've changed over the years because we don't have to share a room. I'm quite messy. Um, but I think it's my oversensitivity. And I think it also annoys Marge sometimes that I'm a bit black and white. Um, she might say holier than thou. Uh, Marge knows all the spectrum of grey. And um, sometimes she thinks I'm a bit of a big conscience. What frustrates Elizabeth is the fact that I am 
always need a back door. So I, I, I can't always decide or um, agree on a particular time of meeting her or planning ahead. So, and I think Elizabeth's quite a, a particular person in terms of that in her head. She's organized, she has a plan. I don't always have a plan. Talk about a time they really came through for you. I have a lifetime of things um, where Marge has come through for me. Oh, now I'm starting. Um, I'll just pause a little bit here. This memory just was just the only memory that came to mind. And I just, this was when I first realized that the world would be a, a much sadder place without her. At the time, she was going out with um, her now husband, um, her then boyfriend, and um, she was living in a flat. And we were sitting on the veranda. We were having a real DMC, so things were very intense, and um, we were just packing it in. And um, the subject of death came up, and I remember just wailing and crying and dibsing to, to die first because I couldn't imagine life without her. And she was saying, no, 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 she wants to die first um, because she couldn't imagine life without me. There were lots of lots of um, times before that, but this was just... A time where I remember so vividly just being just deeply in love with my sister and knowing that life would never be the same without her. Um, when I was 18 and I was a very, very sick young girl in hospital for about six weeks and I was put in a private ward and Marge, all of uh, going on 20, totally normalized the space for me. She'd drive up from Durban every single weekend because she was studying there. She'd drive up in her little beetle. She'd come into my room. She'd check out what was for supper, because I didn't really eat much. And, and she um, ate my jelly and custard. She used my shower. She even had about five cigarettes during visiting hours. Um, and she'd put her head out the window. She used my toothbrush. She made me check that she didn't smell of smoke, because her boyfriend at the time hated smoking. And then um, she'd bugger off for the night to see her boyfriend. And it was the highlight of my week. Have you ever had a fight? Marge and I fought as children very violently. She knew exactly how to press my buttons. Um, she used to literally play me like a like a piano. And one particular fight stands out as when it was, we um, fought the fight over, over the boob tube, tube dress. dress. It was a holiday time. It was a strapless dress. It was very in in the, in the 70s. We were young teenagers and, and my, my mother, mother used, used to, to sort make, of make boob tube dresses. We both liked this print. I'm not sure who it belonged to. Which actually belonged to my older sister. I was beside myself and she wasn't going to wear this dress. And I'm pulling it away from my legs and I split the dress. And um, Marge still bears the scars. There's still scars on my hand. Elizabeth always had nails, I had none. So she was able to scratch me. Give an example of your shared language, the sort of stuff that only you get. Our shared language, oh, there's lots. And I think the first one would be corrugated iron. When somebody's trying to be a little too smart for their own words, we say they use long words like corrugated iron. You drink, I drive. No, sorry, I drink, you drive. The one that Marge uses a lot is I'll drink, you drive. Um, Travelling reserve. Travelling reserve is a big one. 
because she didn't make the hockey team. She was traveling reserve. So every time you're disappointed in something and you don't quite get what you want, you're the traveling reserve. Come see, come White fright is when I confront Marge. She gets the white fright. Lead balloon, um, yeah, when people don't get her jokes. Oh, my word. They're too many. Have you ever borrowed anything from them and not given it back? You know what we used to do? We didn't necessarily borrow things from each other. We used to swap. She would love something that I had and then I would love something that she had. So we said, that's fine. Oh, do we want it back? Sometimes we didn't swap again. Sometimes we kept it. Oh, shh. She lent me um, our family Persian carpet because she wasn't using it. And now it's kind of become standard in my house. Shh, I don't mention it. I was going to Ireland. Um, I was going to live there for, felt like I was going to live there forever. We left at Christmas time, so it was hot, hot, hot in Cape Town. And it was going to be minus five in Ireland when we arrived. And she was worried that I was going to be cold. And then a little pottery ramekin that she uses to make hummus for hummus. And I love it. It's the perfect size. So it's just at the back of the cupboard, especially when she arrives, it's at the back of the cupboard, just in case she sees it. She gave me this jacket that she had bought from a second-hand place in Cape Town when she first moved here. I'll never forget being in Ireland and taking it out. And it was like a sack. This thing weighed a ton. All the lining was torn, but it was Elizabeth's, and I loved it. And I remember putting it on for the first time in Ireland. I felt wrapped in Elizabeth. What do you envy about them? I envy every single part of Margie's robust body. She's just got the most incredibly strong constitution. And what else do I envy about Marge? Her lemon tree and her fireplace. She has an uncanny ability to be able to take center stage without any problem with it. She has confidence and, and bucket loads. So I was, I was in the... Um, I was in the chorus, never took the leading role, and she did it with ease. But mostly, her joy is mine, so we don't really have a relationship of envy. Because anyway, she'll kind of give me anything that I need. Envy, I don't like that word envy. I, yeah, I admire, um, I admire her for her ability to do that. What have they done that has surprised you? Sure, I've really had to think about that because nothing has actually jumped out hugely. I think it's because I, I just know her so well. She's got into two different countries on my passport because hers expired. Um, so I have some stamps in my passport that's, that are very interesting. When are they at their happiest? Marge is at her happiest, I think, when she's making music, when she's singing and when there's wonderful company around her. And there's wine. Wine also uh, adds to the happiness quotient. She has a, a little cottage that she goes to, the beach cottage, and she loves that place. It's her happy place. She loves the sea. She loves swimming in the sea. She loves walking on the beach. And I think she is happiest when she's making other people happy, whether she's making them laugh or having a good time with them. Um, and her work. When Elizabeth talks about uh, a breakthrough or joy in her therapy session she will share it and she's just so full of joy and so so happy because she's helping and that's what she was put on this earth to do if they were a food what food would they be if margie was a food she'd be um 5000 which is a family recipe 
that she makes, which is pure, pure, pure comfort food. Um, and of course, from a Catholic family, it comes from the feeding of the 5,000, where a dish can get stretched far and wide. A Turkish delight about the sweet things. Should it be a block of Turkish delight or should it be a, an apple danish? Is there anything you've always wanted to apologise to them for or to explain, but have never got round to it? God forbid I go to bed on anything that I have to apologise to Marge for. Um, I confess all my sins to Marge and she forgives all. There's nothing that I've um, wanted to apologise for or something that I've kept from Elizabeth because it's impossible. Um, she gets to know absolutely everything. If they suddenly disappeared from this world, what is the one thing that you would lose that you cannot get anywhere else? The biggest thing would be for me to have lost somebody that just completely and utterly gets me. I would... I would stop breathing. Um, I would miss our <coughs> DMCs, our deep meaningful conversations. I would miss our one voice. And uh, for me to put my hand on the phone to phone her and then it rings and she's phoning me I, I would I would miss that the most I remember having visions of her knocking on my door when I was living in Ireland and I would lie in bed and I'd say all I want is a knock on the door and for her to be standing there because I missed her so much but let's not go there okay Before anyone else heard the answers to the questions, the friends got a chance to listen to each other and to react. It's just such an exciting thing to have listened to. I wanted to share it with the world, actually. And it just reminds me of how Marge really lives up to her name, Mashana. She shines my light back at me the whole way through and, and gosh, makes me sound rather marvellous, actually. I, I just was intrigued at how... Um, our reactions totally overlapped. There were actually times when I thought it was me speaking. It was incredible, um, surprising and yet not surprising, if that makes any sense. I'd forgotten about those hours singing in the bath. You can feel the granny fingers as she says Just it. Just to make sure that she knows that I've been looking for that ramekin. Now I know where it is. It also makes me realise that we are as different as two people could possibly be in our natures, spontaneous and particular, yet we say exactly the same things. We've helped to form each other. Our brains have probably developed sort of shared and mirrored pathways. The boob tube dress just undid me because our reactions were exactly the same. Literally, we used the same words. I feel so lucky to have her as my sister and my friend. Most friends only meet when they're grown-ups. I've already known her for 52 years. It is a very, very special thing to have a friendship like this and I wouldn't swap it for anything. Ah, oh, Marge, 52 years, not out, my sister. entry into The Friendship File. It was produced by me, Jane Morgan, and the music was composed by James Lancaster. You can find The Friendship File on Apple Podcasts or in all the usual places. So please subscribe, review and rate us. 
Plus, you can find the questions, photos of the friends, and other interesting stuff on our website, thefriendshipfile.com. You'll also find our contact details, so you can get in touch if you and a friend would like to take part in a future episode, or if you've got any suggestions for good questions that we can add to the list. James Lancaster is part of Walkering, and you can find more of their music on Spotify and Apple Music. The Friendship File is a podcast production. Till next time, goodbye.